Hello, music fans. Welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast, where three friends sit around and attempt to introduce you to some cool new albums and sometimes rediscover some overlooked gems. I'm Scott, still the newbie on the team, three episodes in. Today we've got two new release recommendations for you. We'll be taking a listen to the new uh, Kids See Ghosts and Visigoth. As usual, let's say hi to our resident musicologist, Andy and the Dude. What it is. Welcome to the show, everybody. What it was. <laughs> I'm uh, copying Andy, but changing one word. Uh, <laughs> usual stuff. <laughs> the usual nonsense from Dude. So what have you guys been listening to? There's one thing I wanted to mention, kind of a sad note here. Um, an artist and producer passed away just two days ago. Richard Swift. You guys familiar with him at all? I don't think so. He produced uh, and played with the Black Keys... Um, as well as the Shins, put out like one of my favorite Foxygen record, and uh, unfortunately he passed away. He was only 41 years old. I haven't seen a lot on the news about it, so I just wanted to like, give him a little shout out there. Nice. Was, that was a cool guy. Rick, Richard Swift, that's his name? Richard Swift, yeah. If you're not familiar with him, I'd recommend checking out his 2009 record. It's called The Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, that's young. Yeah. Younger than me. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what have you been listening to, dude? A lot of power metal, melodic metal. So these are these sort of new, you know, there's a gazillion subgenres, but power metal is more along the lines of Judas Priest and stuff like that. And, and finding this Visigoth record sent me down a rabbit hole of all these different metal bands, some um, the Wayward Sons, of course, another another Sons band for me, Andy. Love oh those bands God. with Sons. Are you in kidding there. me? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like a they're like a more like a pop metal sort of thing, but really fun to listen to. Inglorious is another one. Chemist is a more of a doom metal band. They have a new album come out. I've been checking that out. We might talk about it on the show in the future. Yob had an album come out. That's another doom oh, metal yeah. type thing. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, it it is. It's uh, it's it's a little. It takes a little getting used to, but I'm getting used to it. And Maverick was another one, um, another band I've been listening to. They're more like a on the Bon Jovi sort of sound a little bit. So they're from Ireland. What about you, Schumann? What have you well, been listening to? I gotta ask about the Wayward Sons first. That sounds like a uh, okay. Kansas cover band right out of the gate. They're pretty good, though. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's an, a British guy that's been in the business forever, and this is just another band he put together. But nice. it, it, there's no there's no Kansas <laughs> references. But Very this good. guy can really really sing. Great singing on this one. The That's, more like uh, 80s metal glam style, you know. It seems like it's starting to come back on some level that uh, they're, you know, getting away from all the uh, uh, electronic help and really bringing some powerful voices back. But uh, yeah, for me, so. I'm, I'm uh, getting ready to go see Roger Kahn and the Peacemakers in a few weeks. So I've been brushing up on their library. Uh, you know, I have a album or two that are my favorites. So I'm trying to spread out on some of their other uh, some of their other uh, albums there and kind of get into that as well as their opening act, The Black Moods. Trying to introduce myself to them and see what I'm going to be seeing uh, live here in a few weeks. What uh, what record would you recommend for like a newbie to Roger Klein? I like the No More Beautiful World album. That's a a pretty pretty diverse piece of their work. That's uh, yeah, more some of the more popular things too. Yeah, Roger okay. Klein was in the Refreshments. Remember the the uh, TV show oh, King? Yeah. Of, he was in the King of the Hills. Their theme song. They're kind of the kind of like a, on the Tex Mex rock, and uh, so they had the theme to King of the Hill as a uh, 
when he was in the refreshments with uh, and they have a big uh, song from the refreshment day is called bandito too which is pretty cool all right very yeah. interesting yeah so it looks like we have a pretty uh pretty crazy interesting range today for discussion which end of the spectrum yeah. would you fellas like to start on it's up to you showmaster yeah showmaster <laughs> All like right. the dungeon well, master in D&D. Uh-oh. <laughs> the shoe master. <laughs> Let me roll the dice real quick. Hold on. All right. Let's, let's look at this. Uh, <laughs> let's look at this. Uh, kids see ghosts. I started to read a little bit on them, and that was a pretty interesting uh, pretty interesting bio, so I didn't, uh, I didn't know any of that. So what, what, do you, what do you want to tell us about that? Is this uh, your, your selection, Andy? Yeah, of course. This is probably not something that either one of you guys would uh, pick out. <laughs> so this is the... Uh, the new collab between uh, Kanye West and Kid Cudi uh, came out um, on June 6th on Good Music. I have mixed feelings on both of these guys in terms of their solo work, but I think on this record, they really hit a nice groove in that kind of experimental hip-hop vein. Very you want to cool. jump in and uh, yeah, what do you play this uh, first? Yeah, I love this track, Free. It's uh, technically a sequel to one of the tracks on Kanye's record, uh, Yee. But uh, I think it's a much better version. All right. Let's give it a listen. I don't feel pain anymore. Guess what, baby? I feel Better than I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> was the bar really low for you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the bar was the bar was laying on the floor for me. So yeah, you know how I, you know how I feel about Kanye. I well, tell us, man. I do not care for him. I, I mostly I I've listened to some of his music, but mostly just as a media figure and kind of Dingleberry in general. I don't, you know, I don't care about the Kardashians. I don't care about his clothing lines and controversy and whatever. And uh, so I, I don't know. Just never been a fan, as you know. You're just trying to make me say things, and I'm going to stop now. Yeah, I, having two uh, teenage boys, I try not to be uh, super judgmental about it. Being a music fan in general, so I do definitely try to give these uh, a listen now and then when we're on road trips. Uh, usually when I'm uh, uh, sequestered <laughs> to listen to. Uh, this brand of music, so I I do like to give it a, a nice run and you know kind of break it down sometimes. But uh, yeah, that that track sounded a whole lot better than some of the stuff my kids play. So yeah, I like that track. It's my favorite track on the album. I'll just say that outright. Uh, yeah, I me think, too. I think I tend to like the stuff that's more influenced a little. I don't know. I'm not sure, but that sounds more like it's Kid Cutie than. Um, <laughs> Than, it's uh, Cuddy. Can, the, Cuddy. What? Then Kanye. What's What's Kid Cuddy mean? Do you have any idea? Um, I think it's uh, taken from his real name, actually. Okay. Like, what's his name? Cuddles. I mean, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks Cuddy Sark. Uh, what's that? Let me look. Let me look it up here. What's Cuddy Sark? Cuddy Sark. I think it's a. I think it's a Scotch. All right, so his name is Scott Ramon Seguro Miscuddy. Oh, okay. Well, there, yeah, so there it is. Makes sense now. Last half Thank of you. his last name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more interested in knowing where they got the name Kid C Ghosts. Yeah, what's up with that? That's a, that. When when I first saw that name, I, that when I saw who it was, it was a 
<laughs> definitely not what I was expecting. Yeah, that is actually pretty awesome. I thought it was going to be alternative music yeah, based on the title. I mean, it's alternative hip-hop. Um, I think it's taken from the one of the tracks as, as the same name that we're going to play in a second here. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting concept. So why are these guys together? Well, they've been friends for a while. Kid Cudi produced Kanye's like earlier record, 808 and Heartbreak, as well as some of his later stuff, you know... Kanye appears on a couple of Kid Cudi's records. They had a bit of a falling out a few years ago, but uh, they got back together for this. Kanye did this crazy run, which just ended a couple weeks ago, where he put out a record every week for five weeks. This was the third in that wow. in that series. Looks yeah. like he doesn't want to spend too much time with his with his uh, in laws. <laughs> <Just family. laughs> in the studio. <laughs> yeah, he bought a studio out in Wyoming in the middle of nowhere, and he's been putting out these records. I think part of my problem when I saw this was Kanye was I just recently saw the West family versus the Kardashians on Celebrity Family Feud, and <laughs> I was just like, ew, <laughs> you know, by the whole the whole experience. Yeah, I mean, there's that whole side to him, but I think he also has that kind of crazy artistic yeah. genius side to him, too. That's been the hard part for me to reconcile with him over the years is hearing stuff like this where I actually, even when I know it's him rapping, I'm like, this isn't that bad. This is pretty good. And, and, but then I'm like, I'm not a fan of this man. So that's not really fair. I'm in your camp. It's hard to lose the baggage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. He does come with a lot. (laughs) So so what do you think Andy from a, when you talk about experimental, is it more, are they using different technology or they, uh, or is it, they just coming at it from a different perspective or what's your, What's your breakdown there? Uh, I don't know if the technology has really changed much. There's a few cool, cool samples on here, but uh, I think it's just a little bit more dreamy and experimental in the, the flow to the tracks. Okay. Than anything I've heard before. So, right. especially that track we just played. And why don't we yeah. play um, Kids See Ghosts here? And that's really dreamy too. Stability without stasis, spaces and places. Kissy ghosts sometimes, kissy ghosts. Ghosts sometimes, kissy ghosts sometimes. Yeah, that's a king, but what's the crown for the clouds? Moving around, yeah, that's a king, but what's the crown for the clouds? Cool, cool. I think I like the first track better, but yeah, yeah, me too. But that—that's my second favorite. Yeah. Again, it's a little less on the nose, standard um, hip hop or rap. Mm-hmm. It's a little more interesting uh, vocal delivery and different type of beat, and not you know the. This is a little more um, accessible to a guy of my age and my generation. That maybe I'm just not as rappy as the kids are. Yeah, I think it's. A, I hear a lot more uh, storytelling. I don't see. I don't hear the uh, traditional egomaniacal. I have lots of money. Every woman wants me. Kind of rap model. <laughs> yeah, there's much less of that than usual. <laughs> <laughs> there's still some for sure. But <laughs> the other thing I was going to mention with this record was it's kind of this trend, especially in hip hop lately, to do like these really short records. So each of these five Kanye records are just seven tracks long. 
and usually about 20, 25 minutes long. What do you guys think about that? It's kind of almost like an EP, but they're common full I like albums. It. I like it. Yeah, I think I do too. And then again, I think it's just based on, you know, going back to uh, quality over quantity, right? As long as there's seven good tracks and, you know, it's because a lot of albums will be 10 or 12 tracks, but there'll be, you know, four or five tracks of filler anyway, right? Well, true, you know, it, it, it it's kind of like the old days, and we've talked about this before with even rock and rollers back in the 60s and 70s. They turn out records a couple a year, one a year, depending on how it was doing, if they had a hit single or if they were just wanting to experiment with something different. I think that's what that allows is uh, artists like Kanye can then do different types of things, you know, six song album here, six song album there. And the approach can be different. They don't, they're not, you know, 14 songs an hour long where you're trying to put one story together or whatever, but then you can make a bunch of short stories. And I, I like that. Yeah. Especially when you're releasing these things online, just uploading them to Spotify you can record them like early that week and then, you know, really do a record a week is not infeasible. That's crazy. <laughs> Time to market has definitely changed. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. I wanted to just be angry the whole time, but it was actually a pretty decent listen. And yes, I just won't watch the family, the celebrity family feud anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was, cool. I'm glad you gave it a chance. Now, I, I, I just, I, I don't want to interrupt the show, but I think Kanye has a special message for us. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish. There's a guy. I have one of the best albums of all time. Album. So obviously, Kanye wants us to move on and talk about Visigoth who, according to him, has one of the best albums of all time. <laughs> I think Taylor Swift would have preferred if that was how it went down. <laughs> Before we move on, you can uh, find uh, the, the, the Kids See Ghosts at all your uh, basic uh, usual places for streaming and uploading, downloading, whatever. Uh, vinyl available in early August, so it'll be there in your stores uh, soon. So now should we do what Kanye wants? Hey, if Kanye says it, it must be right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're moving on to Visigoth Conqueror's Oath. Now, I kind of screwed up on this one, fellas, because I know this is supposed to be newer, new releases, but this came out in February of 2018. Um, but, oh, man. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's so six months like- ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it had hit my recommendations in Google Play Music, but it was just one of those things where I just hadn't gotten around to it, and then it disappears. Then I was watching Banger TV on YouTube. They're a great uh, channel where they just do reviews of heavy metal stuff, and they talked about this record, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and I went back and listened to it and thought it was freaking awesome. It's on Metal Blade Records. Like I said, it came out in February, and um, it's heavy metal, power metal. It's considered, you're going to love this, Andy, part of the... Nwatham, which is short for the new wave of traditional heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. This guy's going to work on their acronyms. So we we had talked in the past about Nwabam, which is a new wave of British heavy metal from the early 80s that changed everything uh, for metal. And now there's everything's got to be labeled. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. All right. So back to what Kanye wants, which is to listen to Visigoth. So why don't we... Uh, Jump in and listen to Warrior Queen. She came all this way. 
Yeah, we got the soaring vocals, the the imagery of swords and sorcery and battles and everything I love about traditional heavy metal. And now there's a new wave of it. I'll just talk really briefly about the band. They're from Salt Lake City, Utah, formed in 2010. Jake Rogers is the lead singer. They've got the awesome dual guitar stuff. I couldn't even, it was hard to pick parts of these songs because they're all so vast and varied in terms of tempo and uh, feel. So what did you guys think of this? Well, I had kind of a long winding experience with this record. <laughs> Initially, it was just like eye-rolling, eye-rolling, eye-rolling <laughs> with the the big operatic metal vocals that I can't stand, and then like the D&D type lyrics. But after about five listens, I kind of got past that and uh, started to appreciate the guitars that Dude mentioned was there. Reminds me a little bit of, of what Mastodon likes to do. Then I kind of started to like the vocals after a while. It got caught in my head quite a bit. And by less than like 10 or 15, I really started to love this. Well, that's so. good commitment right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was uh, definitely a, a lot closer to my wheelhouse than, <laughs> yeah. than old Kid Cudi. But... Uh, I, I yeah, I definitely heard the uh, you know I heard as soon as I started to hear him, he wasn't quite the operatic uh, singer of Jeff Tate, but I definitely heard Queensrÿche uh, coming through oh, yeah. pretty, uh, but pretty mm-hmm. big influence maybe uh, yeah. Queensrÿche and Dio a lot of yeah yes. that uh, you know Ronnie James had a little bit of a sorcery thing to him as well on occasion, Man on the Silver Mountain style. Yeah, man. I mean, I just thought this was well done, well produced. The lyrics are. You know, yeah, it's a lot about battles and all that stuff. And Warrior Queen's pretty cool. On the cover of the album, there's actually a, a woman warrior about to storm a castle. And you know, you yeah. can take these, you can take these songs like literally that it's really about, uh, you know, orcs or whatever. Or you could say that maybe it's a just a fanciful way of telling a story about strong women, or you know, doing it in a different way. People write books that are about stuff that doesn't exist. So why can't rock music do that too? And I loved it. I just love it, man. And their first their first album is great too, but I've just been digging the hell out of this thing. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking for a tiny bit more of a hook. You know, I wanted something that kind of resonated a little bit more from that side, but I thought that, you know, they said the, uh, the overall, you know, instruments, the, the vocals, the production, all pretty solid from the metal perspective. Yeah, what did you think about Salt? City, which most critics kind of have called the weakest song on the album. It's about it's a song about their town, Salt Lake City, Utah. Being from where I'm living now is the first thing I thought of was when I heard Salt City. I'm like, is somebody in the band from Syracuse? 
<laughs> that's funny because they dubbed themselves the salt city so that's the Good, but, uh, uh, you know and that's i think that's what maybe you know i heard a little jet city woman in there too which maybe yeah you know led me to the queen's reference but uh yeah i, I didn't think it was bad yeah. you know um, yeah it just didn't quite fit the rest of the record but agreed it certainly shows that they could they could make a record that was more like that a little more traditional metal without as much of the um swords and shields and and stuff what did you think andy uh, i like it when they're a little more sludgy a little more s- slowed down the track was a little bit more up tempo right yeah i thought they were saying subsidy living oh gotcha like they were living <laughs> underground or something okay there, there were quite a few songs where i just didn't understand what they were saying <laughs> they were applying for an fha loan <laughs> subsidy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, yeah so why don't we move on and listen to Trader's Gate. This is, in my opinion, the best song on the album. It's varied. The vocals start off really slow and low and melodic, and then it's wailing time. So let's check out Trader's Gate. One one thing that I I one little detail I really liked throughout the album was um, I just liked the vocalist a lot, and he says "ooh" a lot <laughs> in a lot of songs, but I think it's pretty cool anyway. Every I love song. That. <laughs> no, I actually, a lot too. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I didn't like from that era, from when we were younger, in the original metal era, era was the that driving drum. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, I think that kind of got overdone over the years, and that's uh, that's the only part I have to kind of get used to again. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'm a big fan of the, especially the double kick stuff, like Metallica and some of the. That's the first thing I thought of. I'm going to it's a yeah. Master of Puppets, right? Oh yeah, I love that stuff. But yeah, it took me. <laughs> took, <laughs> well, we're all different, but we're all the same. We're all warrior queens, aren't we? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give him props for putting a woman on the cover, yeah, but not in like a sexual way in a metal record. Yeah, she's Pretty wearing cool. yeah full armor and stuff. There's not like pointy boobs and all that like there usually is. <laughs> right. Yeah, pick yeah. if that was a Motley Crue cover. <laughs> 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 all right, what's the final word on this, guys? I I would recommend it, even if you don't like it to start. There's a lot of good stuff here. So give it a shot. Yeah, that, like you said, takes a takes a listener two to grow on you a little bit, but uh, definitely definitely quality material. I mean, old metal fans are probably going to connect with this. People that like Priest and Dio and stuff, but maybe this is the kind of thing that the kids could get into, and there can be a rebirth of some of this. I mean, there's no way that metal's ever going to be top dog again because that's just not how music distribution works anymore. But I would love there to be a little bit more space in people's hearts for this kind of music as opposed to homogenized 
the stuff that I hear on the radio. I just you never hear cool stuff like this on a rock radio station. They just don't do it. It's not it's it's not safe enough for them, so they don't do it. There you go. And Kanye loves stamp it. Stamp of approval from Kanye and Kid Cudi. And this uh, streaming availability in all your standard spots, CD, MP3, vinyl, and from uh, the Metal Blade website or Amazon. Touring the UK this summer, in case you happen to be on vacation and want to take in a show. So, uh, next time, what are we going to listen to, fellas? Oh, we're doing one of our infamous Loose Connection shows. And we're how, talking may about- you ask... <laughs> Do Lou Reed and Kiss connect? Yes. What pray tell do they have in common? Oh, you'll Tune find in out. next week. <laughs> More than you would think. All right. Well, let's just we'll leave hang it there. Until then, until then, tell all your friends about albumnerds.com. Subscribe to your show in all the usual places. And again, uh, leave us a good review on iTunes. Say goodbye, everybody. See you in a couple weeks. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening.